Roy G. Biv is a colorful man, and he proudly stands at the rainbow's end. Did you make that up? Yeah. You didn't make that up. (laughs) We begin the show with a lie. And Overcast. Episode 25 of Up and Overcast, the podcast from two geeks of a certain age getting to know each other after a quarter century of episodes now, spent mostly separated by mountains that only William ever seems to get to visit. I'm Scott Horn, and the lucky mountain visiting one over there is William Cooper. Or should we just call you Paul, as in Bunyan? Only if I can call you babe, my blue ox. (laughs) I think that illustrates our friendship right there. Mm -hmm. And visually, too, I think it works. Yes. I liked how, uh, listen back, everyone just rewind 30 seconds and listen to how Scott said the opening. Because he said 25 episodes. He was really surprised. I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we've, we've... blasted past our previous uh podcasting effort yeah um, yeah what was that how many was that 21 plus 21. 22 if you count the um the teaser for 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 this show oh right wow well, look at us Just blew we right even, past it didn't even yeah notice. we did yeah blew right through nap time wow mm-hmm. excellent so how you doing uh i'm i'm all right i'm recovering um been been busy hectic got some uh decisions to make because of some things that happened over the holiday weekend uh-huh but uh, okay we'll get to that soon enough okay okay uh i did have a follow-up i wanted to follow up about my uh bad parenting comments from last week about my <laughs> All right. daughter bad parenting a series yes continuing never-ending <laughs> saga of is it a new day it's new bad parenting <laughs> What can I screw up today? Yeah, what? So the parents' never-ending story. <laughs> what broke on your child today? Oh, same same thing, sort of, that broke on my other child. Um, I have a duplicate uh, 14-year-old uh, daughters. Right. Uh, Just all, in case. Right. Yeah. Got We've got the two-for-one special when, mm-hmm. when, yeah. when we came in. Right. Um, and the other daughter, she uh, broke a tooth on a pizza crust uh, last week. How do you how do you break a tooth on a pizza crust? They're, she's I guess she's a vigorous chewer. I guess. Wow, I guess she's just going to town on it, and um, she came and said she was really freaking out about it because you know she never had anything happen to her teeth before. So she's heading to the dentist first for the first time next week, early next week, um, because she has wow. chipped a tooth. Oh man, that that's terrible. Yeah. I mean so I do that, but I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is her first dentist visit then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she of course is the same. She's fourteen. And you gotta she's wonder, 14? is it just a jealous thing? The other one got to go, so right. she's uh fabricated this uh this event to make us well, take her when Yeah, know. I mean there's that whole you know, trope about the special connection, 
maybe it goes into the teeth too. <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Oh, poor thing. That's too bad. So what else we got? I think we I think we had some news about an email we received of uh, now this is I saw this. this at all? No, I'm I'm excited. We have an actual email about to, our uh, podcast about our sent podcast. to our podcast email address. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So uh, terribly yeah, who, exciting. Yeah. So what's this all about? Oh, a lady named Janice would um, like to let us know that uh, they, uh, she, or they, or it, or whatever would um, very much like to edit our podcast for us for eight bucks an episode. <laughs> that's, that's a deal. <laughs> I think we should take that. <laughs> Yeah, just eliminate, just eliminate me. That's a, that'll be fine. You know, <laughs> how I, I'm pretty sure my my job is secure because I don't think you've got eight bucks a week to spend on this. So, no, I think uh, I think I'm good. So how? But how would they? How do they do that? How do they edit? I mean, that's it, I, that's really bizarre. That's that is a big scam. I mean, obviously, but well, no, it's not a scam. I I think what your question is, where did they get the email address, and uh, maybe there's some way to harvest that out of um, um, iTunes. They look mm. for new episodes, and there is a um, well, there's an <laughs> Apple ID associated with that, as far as Apple's concerned. Wow. But I wouldn't think that that would generally be made available to. <laughs> I I I would love. I would love to spend eight dollars and give them one episode and just see what comes back. Oh, I'd love <laughs> to send them last week's, <laughs> right? Yeah, let's see if for eight bucks they can do a better job. Than yeah. I did. Here you go. <laughs> it'll come back. It'll be five minutes long, <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be two completely different. It'll be people. five minutes long, and most of that'll be silence. <laughs> right. We edited it all about. We edited out all the annoying bits, and yeah, we, we left... were left with silence. We left the bumpers. We really like that lady. Yeah, that music's pretty good. I don't know yeah. where you got that from. But clearly, you guys didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Or like a, or you know, there'll just be two other guys. <laughs> who are these? Who are, who are these people talking about interesting topics? Yep. Wow. So that's all I got. You got? How are you? You know, uh, what's up? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, 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 uh. Out of sorts, I'm trying to reintegrate back into regular life after um, just a great, amazing, countrified, transformative weekend. And it's really, really difficult, really difficult to sort of get back into it after you've had a vacation like that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. we need to hear all about it. But first, yeah. I need to bore you to death with our oh. first <laughs> segment of the evening. <laughs> Tales of the Murder Van. Oh. This is a tale of ignorance. Okay. A tale of the slow, drippy, quite likely death of Murder Van. What? No. You know, William, I think I've forgotten more things than I know. Yeah? Um, now, I used to say more things than other people would ever know, but uh, even myself, I think I don't um, yeah, we tried to go on a trip to up north to visit, um, my dad and, uh, my brother at their place for Memorial Day. And also it's my dad's birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
And halfway up there, we had to turn around because of a problem with the murder van. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'll I'll start with all the ignorance parts, and we'll get to the meat of this. The um, uh, Several weeks ago, uh, I was sitting in the drive-thru line somewhere, and there was this old beat-up car in front of me that's making a lot of noise going, blah, 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 blah. So I was, ugh. Don't like that car. And suddenly there was this sound and a white cloud came out between that car and the van. And I thought it was from that car. Right. So I ignored it. Uh, The next week it got cold. We had that cold snap. Uh huh. huh. And I noticed that the heater wasn't working in the van. Oh, heater's not working. Oh. Trying to freeze you to death. Right. By now, these two things should have been added up already as a a known thing that I would, that a younger me knew, having driven beater cars for years and years. Uh huh. Um, so that weekend, I noticed that the coolant reservoir was dry. And again, not getting the clue. (laughs) I just filled it. Uh huh. And (laughs) you're like, huh? Yeah. How that happened? Raccoons must have come in and. So I uh, noticed that the heater started working a little bit, so I didn't worry about it. And then it got warm, and I'm like, oh, I don't need the heater now because it's warm, right? I don't have to worry about that. Right. And then, now here's my opportunity to not be ignorant. Before leaving with the family for this, uh, what is a four-hour round trip to uh, northeast Ohio, I checked the oil, I checked the washer fluid. Uh I didn't check the coolant. Why would you? You just filled it up. (laughs) It was mysteriously empty and you'd filled it up. Right. So So an hour into the drive, I noticed the temperature gauge has moved into the red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I said, well, sorry, kids, we're going to have to turn around and go home. And by then it was, you know, going to be, if we had all crammed into one of our trusty Subarus, it would have taken us another two hours to get there. And so basically we just faced... Got on FaceTime with the family up there and spent some time with them that way, and that's all we could do. Oh, man. So it was a bummer of a, of a Sunday. Um, yeah. I didn't touch the car because you want you don't want to open a radiator when it's hot. So Yeah, right. Even I know that, and I know nothing. That was the one thing I remembered. Yes, good. And I found the radiator was empty as well. Not just the reservoir, but the radiator. Empty. Oh, man. So I really don't know how the poor car made it back without blowing up because there was no coolant in the system at all, I don't think. Wow. And so I I did the recommended thing, which is to uh, prop up the front end of the car and fill the reservoir and keep filling it till the bubbles stop and... Uh, until <laughs> <laughs> t- it's really full. And it took, you know, gallons and gallons of, you know the fluid and water mixture and stuff. And and uh, now coolant is dripping out of the bottom of the radiator when the car's running. So there's a leak. So are you going to have the scene to? Or you, it's already um... been seen to. Okay. Uh, Sunday mm-hmm. night we dropped it off at the... No, I'm sorry. Monday night we dropped it off at the repair place. And this morning he called me to confirm that it's fatal. Oh. That is to say it's a four-digit repair bill. Oh, ah, e, okay. For a three-digit resale value vehicle. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, 
Oh, no. Yep. Murder van. Are you sure it's just not faking its own death so that you get complacent? And well, I would. You? I will say that it was only leaking when it was running before I took it to the dealer, to the repair place. Yeah. And now it leaks just sitting there. So I think his poking around at it has uh, made it, has it worse. Made it worse. Wow, it didn't uh, didn't even try to kill you on the. It actually saved you on the road. So didn't you? oh yeah, well you can't. It's a stalwart vehicle. I feel really bad. Yeah. I mean, it 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 ran for two hours without coolant. Didn't leave us stranded anywhere. It's never left us stranded. Wow, that's oh no. Yeah. Now what are we going to call the segment? <laughs> <laughs> Gone. Wow. Last tale of the murder. Last tales of the murder van. We ha- well, hardly had any tales to, of to be continued. I mean, there could be a squeakle, a sorts. new murder van, or a squeakle of sorts. We'll leave it oh, at that. Okay, all right, that's good. So but you know, I, I think I told you. I don't know if I told you on that. Well, we talked about this before, but how the Ford Taurus died, and it got to the point where I would find myself on the ground putting my finger in various liquids that were coming out of the car and just lightly touching them to my tongue. <laughs> like, have you heard of a nose? It's another <laughs> and a nose. organ you have yes, that I, you can use to tell what kind of a thing a thing is so that you don't yes. actually have to ingest poison. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I did my nose first and then I was like, well, I don't know what this is. And I tipped to my tongue and I'm like, that's water. Um, but, you know, occasionally it's like, well, that's a that's a red substance. And I learned really... Quickly, how to identify the drippy fluids that, that were like coming out of my car? Fluid, yeah. Oh, it dripped everything at yeah. one point. I've I've seen every single liquid that ever belongs in a car came out of that car at some point. We just kept <laughs> band-aiding it up until the day that we got that call. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know four digit. <laughs> like okay, that's four digits it. will get you right back on the road. So. <laughs> right, that is it for that. Yeah, well, that's too bad. So, uh, yeah, now that we've cleared the slate, uh, can we commence on with your uh, with your segment? We can indeed. Let us go to it now. Beyond the Porch. Of course it's Beyond the Porch. How could we do a show without it? It's, that's, 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 that's the whole, our whole razzle death grip. <laughs> As the French was saying. I, I think razzle I death that. grip? <laughs> Razzle Death Grip. Yes. That's a band name. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, it's my stripper name in college. No, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> um, so we... Ooh, Tink. Don't worry, Always. it's just Luke Pez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're kidding. Taking a dive again. Yeah. You oh, look Luke at him Pez. funny, he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> Such a lush. I, I have that problem too. Um... So uh, yeah, uh, oh, Luke Pez, Luke Luke Pez's tink threw me off. Um, yes, so we uh, took a wonderful trip uh, over Labor Day. No, over Memorial Day weekend. Look at the calendar before you say anything, and um, went to Montana. We went to Montana on a train, and visited uh, friends there, uh, and it was a great time. It was a, a particularly just. Uh, it's hard to describe. You saw the the photos on Facebook that I was posting. It's just yeah, from Middle Earth. I don't know where you were, right? But the pictures that's where were we were. Yeah, uh, it was it was quite amazing, uh, just beautiful. Um, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about the train 
um, experience because that was the... Uh, now, you used multiple uh, travel methods for this, did you not? Yes, we took a train took a train there and rented a car, and then we flew home. Okay. So um, the train was great. Um, I have some video uh, of the trip that I'll be putting together and posting somewhere. I'll let you know when that, where that is and when that happens. Um, it was great. We sat there. We got on the train, and um, we, were, we bought uh, a sleeper car. So we spent the extra money for a sleeper car to let us recline and sleep in luxury as the wonderful chick-a-chick-a-chick-a-chick-a-chick-a-chick <laughs> of the train lulled us into a deep, deep sleep. And uh, we were very excited about this. Um, when Joe had taken the train before, she sat in the in the seats and not, didn't have a good night. So we uh, were shown to our sleeper car. And the sleeper car was... It, it's this... It's sort of like the pictures that you see of these of the the Japanese very teeny Japanese hotel micro rooms, hotels, yes. micro hotels. That's what this was like. It was so so tiny and so narrow that you know I would sit in it and I'd have a few inches between my knees and either wall where I was sitting, and everything was very compact and and there was a <laughs> there was a closet. That was the, <laughs> it was the width of a, the, the narrow part of a shoe. <laughs> so I could slide one of my shoes lengthwise into the closet. That was a closet. Mm-hmm. Still don't know what the closet was used for, or what, what purpose that had, but there was a storage space. Um, there, you know, various controls, various lights all over the place. And in the top, um, folded up at the wall was uh, the second bunk. So there were two bunks. So uh, we sat, we had a great time. We um, got some snacks, we got some drinks. We watched the, the uh, countryside go by. We uh, went to dinner um, and had dinner with this uh, really interesting couple that was out of, who were out of Libby, Montana. Um, he looked sort of like... Uh, Someone out of Duck Dynasty, so we it threw us off for a while because we were like, "Oh no!" That <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds not... par for the course for Montana, yeah. right? I mean, visually. Yeah, we we were eating veggie burgers, and he and his uh, partner were eating um, steak extra killed. So, um, it was a, and we didn't talk for a long time. Joe and I were like, "We cannot if we engage this these people, bad, bad, bad news." Uh, but they turned out to be really cool and really. Uh, had a great sense of humor and, and, uh, they were a lot older and, um, we're having a great time on the train. So that's all very well and good. We're having a really romantic time and just thinking, you know what we should, maybe we should get on this train someday and just take it all the way to Chicago. Just keep going across the country and then we could fly back. That'd be a blast. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. We got back to the cabin and you know, the train's going, train is going amazingly slowly. It's a lot slower than I ever imagined the train to go, which was nice because it was just this little gentle swinging motion. You'd look out, oh, it's great. Landscape Do you know of any idea past. what the total distance for the train ride was? Um, I, I wish I did. Um, I don't know what the total distance was. Do you think um, it was pretty constant or were there faster sections? 
there were some faster sections, some slower sections. They they slowed down as they got through, um, went through towns and, mm-hmm. uh, and there were stops at, um, at stations and stuff like that. So, uh, um, I'm just looking. I wonder how far it is from Saddle to Whitefish. It is, uh, uh, 531 miles if you drove it. Okay. So, you know, probably with a little winding, probably 600-ish miles. So, um, and this trip was, was to take, um, we left at 440 and we're supposed to get in at 720 in the morning. So, um, so it was great. It was very romantic. It was just this gentle sort of thing. And then we got, got to be time to, um, Head to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought to ourselves, "Oh, uh, it's pretty early. Let's uh, let's put the beds down, and then we'll have time to read." Uh, mm-hmm. But first, we'll stop off. We had a stop off, and they actually you get out for a while and stretch your legs. And we stretched our legs. And while we were out there, we heard our um, sleeping car uh, helper attendant person say, "Now remember." Everyone set your watches ahead one hour because now we're entering another time zone. And we looked at each other and we're like, oh, crap. We just lost an hour of our sleep. <laughs> it's an hour later right now than we thought because, hey, time zones. <laughs> and we never even thought about Hadn't it. Hadn't baked that into your uh, mental no. map for the trip. No. So suddenly it's like, we need to go to bed. We need to go to bed. So um, the... Uh, attendant woman she would go through the the cabins and she helped people put their beds together because it actually was kind of lego or something (laughs) there was a lot of sliding a lot of levers and um a lot of uh safety explanations that had to go into this so as we're sitting there waiting for her we realize you know once these beds go down we don't have any room there was there's no room in here to do anything we have our bags in here. Some of our bags, and our, I had my mm-hmm. laptop with me. Oh, you didn't have them in the closet? <laughs> yeah, we, we folded them like origami and slipped them into the slot that was the closet. Uh, and there's no room under the beds. There's it's like so we had to start tr- strategically planning um, how to hang things up and the and the wall hooks and where we were going to put things. So the woman came in and. Um, before, before she did that, I said to Joe, um, so, do you, uh, what do you want? Do you want the top bunk or you want the bottom bunk? And she looked at me and she said, well, I think I, I should probably get the t- top bunk, don't you think? I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. And she said, well, I, I, you know, I'm just, uh, and I said, are you saying I'm too fat for the top bunk? <laughs> And she said, no, I wouldn't say that. I just don't want you falling on me and crushing me. (laughs) And just from a simple symmetry standpoint, you want the (laughs) big heavy part at the bottom of any kind of structure you're going to make. Yes, that's a much better way of saying it. She needed you to lay a firm foundation. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, so the woman came in and, and she, the seating areas fold down and they turn into the, the first bed and the bed pulls down from the thing and you get this really thin prison, prison thin mattress that goes on your beds and pillows that are just like the worst 
kind of airline pillows. Um, if any uh, prisoners would like to write in and let William know, <laughs> yeah. especially if you've been on a train, let right. him know if his description is apt. Yeah, or, please, please. Or if you you I'll wished you, you had had these. Yeah. And if it's not, I'll give you $8 and you can just cut that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so we get into the, to, to the thing, and I, I should say right before this happens, uh, the woman says... Uh, yeah, I don't know how anyone ever sleeps in these things. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of confidence in that. And um, and then also... Uh, she was trying before... to soften the blow for you. She took one look and knew <laughs> yeah. you were in for a lovely night. Yeah. And also before that, we looked out the window, and as we passed by this little town, uh, a guy mooned us, and his friend flipped off the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I thought, well, mooning is kind of like cheeky, so to speak. Uh, but flipping off a train is sort of like, yeah, screw you, train. Like, what? What's that about? Um, so things weren't looking good. We had we had some bad omens. And uh, once we got into bed, and they went to quiet time on the train, things went. So you had to turn off all the heavy metal music, and <laughs> yeah, that's right. The lights went out and uh, it got dark. We pulled the shades and uh, it seemed like the minute we did that, the train moved from a very gentle rocking to going 5,000 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> through the eastern Washington area. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't a straight 5,000 miles an hour. It was a 5,000 miles an hour that would go around these curves that were like roller coaster curves the way this guy was the driver was taking it the conductor so as you slept and it it was just this hard surface you would start to drift off to sleep and then your body would just slowly move pressed up against the wall because you're going around a curve or it would go the other way and you'd almost fall off the edge of the bed and it would wake you up what's it oh you're going around the curve and uh, maybe the guy who mooned you and flipped off the train, those were the people driving the train. They got off and just set it on <laughs> yeah, autopilot. Maybe they were like, good luck, sucker. Um, so the other thing that happened would happen was um, it's dark. And so the train has to um, warn everyone that it's coming. So as we're going back and forth uh, along these tightly hugged curves, the train would go, all the time (laughs) and we were very close to the front so like oh oh my god uh so yeah so that was our sleep and um i was my the length of me just fit into the bed so if i slid up a little bit my head would hit the wall Mm -hmm. and i'd wake up and my head would be pressed against the wall or my feet would be like crushed up against the bottom so i'd have to keep moving myself up and moving myself over to the center of the bed all night long um joe was having a similar experience but she was on the top bunk and she had a netting that would supposedly prevent her from falling out (laughs) (laughs) that they put up and let her know and um she didn't trust this netting, and I wouldn't have, have either. So every time that she headed toward the edge, she woke up in a panic. Because like, she didn't want to 
right. end up falling and wedging herself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though the netting was supposed to stop that, she's like, I don't, I'm not trusting Amtrak's, Amtrak's netting. So she'd wake up in a panic and, oh, get back to, to sleep. So that's um, that basically how great. we, yeah, that's how we spent our night. Uh, we decided that, you know, we, we had, at all times, you had to wear your, your shoes outside. Um, so we also decided that there was no way in the world we were going to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom, put our shoes on, find our way, you know, across this, this swaying train to the outdoor, you know, outside restrooms and use those and then find our way back and take our shoes off. So we, we pretty much had to pee all night because we're like, there's no way I will pee in this bed. So let me get this straight. You're laying in a uncomfortable um tiny prison bed hurling <laughs> through the countryside swinging left to right while whistles blow constantly mm-hmm. and you can't go to the bathroom that's that's exactly right yep hmm. so that was it was pleasant uh and it pretty much ended any thought of like of us taking a train it does sound said, very romantic yeah, I'm like we. I could not do another night of this. I don't know how people do this. Um, this sounds a lot like my um, wanting to experiment with staying in the bathroom all all weekend. <laughs> well, that's kind of what it was. You did it in real yeah. life. I did it in real. We did it in real life mm-hmm. um, for for just a, a few hours. It was seven seven hours. I think by the time we went to bed, so it wasn't even that long. But it was just an eternity. So uh, so yeah, the you know that that's. That's the, the 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 negative part of the trip, uh, and the 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 part of the trip that has the story around it. The rest of the trip was great. Um, we got there early in the morning into Whitefish. Beautiful, fantastic, perfect weather all week. Uh, went to friend's house. Um, they were in the middle of the country with this amazing view, full deck, full wraparound deck with this incredible view of the mountains. What mountains are those there? The Mission Mountains. Okay. And uh, birds everywhere, wildlife everywhere. I saw a fox. We saw a muskrat. Just amazing. Uh, they fed us. They, you know, gave us an amazing room to stay in. They drove us anywhere we wanted to go. Pretty much every need we had <laughs> were met by these people and all of uh, their friends who also came in to kind of celebrate. They they knew Joe from from different um, different retreats and different events and. Um, so they all, everyone gets got together and had this little communal time. And it was, uh, man, that's something else. You'd, yeah. So after all you went through to get there and then seeing how beautiful all that was, and I hope you will, you know, maybe pick a couple of handpick some of the best of those oh, sure. photos and, and, yeah. and link through them in the show notes yeah. so people can understand just how beautiful this place was. I, I just don't understand why you're not still there. It was really difficult, and that's that's why I'm so out of sorts today. Because it's it it was like I I didn't know even know I had no idea, and that's part of this weekend. Part of the beauty of this weekend for us is we had no idea where we were going, we had no expectations of what we'd do, so we were just blown blown away when we were there. And um, I'd been to Mo- I've been to Montana before, so I I. I knew what to expect, but for some reason, this just really hit me where we were. It's like everywhere you drove, 
to do anything was just surrounded by mountains and sky and mm-hmm. you know grasslands and wetlands and um you know this is why my dad to a lesser degree probably isn't as majestic as the the mountains out west but in the smokies where my dad was shacked up uh for 10 or 10 or more 20 10 or 20 years um till recently when he moved back home to Ohio that it was hard for him to leave because they was just traveling through the mountains and that's yeah. everywhere you go you're in the this beautiful mountain vista um it's kind of hard to come back to flatland and uh yeah and pretend and for that's us, okay yeah and, and you'll appreciate this for us it was hard just to leave the country and come back to the city I, I don't want to be in the city anymore. And I don't think I don't, Joe doesn't either. So mm-hmm. we have to figure out what that means. But this trip was, it was just like this, oh, there's not a lot of people around. There's some land. There's wildlife. There's, you know, you can see a distance into the, like, and we come mm-hmm. back to our little, little teeny tiny overpriced apartment in the, <laughs> in the heart of Seattle. And we're like, oh, this sucks, dude. <laughs> Like I love the area around here. Love the Pacific Northwest, but mm-hmm. being in the city is just I I think we're done with it. <laughs> you know, well, I know you can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. That's why we're out out where we are. It's close enough to the city that the city's useful to us, but um mm-hmm. we've got the porch and we've got the big yard and uh, it's certainly we don't have mountain vistas because Ohio, but um <laughs> right. You know, we'll see some animals. Yeah, yeah, you will. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it was just a tremendous, tremendously amazing time. Um, again, you know, surrounded by by Buddhists who uh, were very compassionate and giving and kind, as you might imagine, and uh, saw some incredible things. Went to the Garden of a Thousand Buddhas uh, in the middle of the Montana flatlands and uh, just had a tremendous experience there and it's just like everyone we met all the montanans we met i should, should tell you uh, um the montana people the the whole their whole way of doing things all the sort of professionals that we met in these in these uh jobs were completely different the guy that that uh, at the hertz rental car place mm-hmm. in uh whitefish it's the kind of thing you'd expect to be the same pretty much wherever you go. That's what you'd expect. And his computer was down. So he just had everyone fill out these forms. And he's like, I'm going to call your name. When I call your name, you come up and get the form. And you just fill it out to the best of your ability. And we'll just take it from there. First name, where is Wild Bill Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> and like, Joe... <laughs> Let out a guffaw. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I'm like, here? He's like, wow. As if. <laughs> like, wow, Bill, come on up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Reference to, I believe, Wild Bill Hickok. Yes. Yes, I believe so. So um, we fell out the paperwork and we would ask him questions like, uh, so, uh, you know, how do we get uh, my wife on this as a driver? And he's like, well, normally we'd collect your driver's license, but um, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, more I accurately, he could have said, if you don't tell anybody, I won't yeah. tell anybody. Yeah, it seemed like every question we asked him, he'd like, just listen. Just don't ask me the question. Just take the car. Everything's fine. 
And uh, everyone we dealt with was sort of like that. The old, oh, we had an old crusty train uh, baggage person who um, helped us out in, in Montana. And everyone was just like, you know, aren't there rules? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are quote unquote rules, I guess. But come on, let's just, I trust you, you trust me. Let's just get on with things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So tremendously good time. Um, a little shaky start, but uh, really great and um, transformative, I think. I think um, the two of us are going to sit down and just try to figure out what this means for us and what how we can possibly get somewhere where we have a little more, a little less people, a little more nature. Mm-hmm. See what that uh, See what that looks like. Mm-hmm. That's great. Good news. Yeah. yeah. And I will, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull some photos linked to it and uh i think you'll like the video once i get it all uh get it all done i did have a bring my new camera with me which i am in love with cool so, uh, yeah it's really too bad that this is not a tech podcast because we could talk about that but you know i know we have there's no tech in this podcast at all <laughs> amazing yeah well thanks for sharing all that yeah sure yeah absolutely let's move along get to our um Constantly returning end of show segment. Yes, yes. That we like to call. Music in rear view. And I've got another wonderful Columbia special products record. No, I don't. Oh, okay. I think it's time to uh, do a little palate cleansing. Let's kind of wipe up from that ancient stuff. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And, uh. Let's get to something a little more modern um, from uh, something fresh from, say, oh, I don't know, 1983. Oh. Yeah, that's just a couple years ago, A couple right? years back um, mm-hmm. is a band called uh, Soft Cell. You may remember their, their one signature hit. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember the name of the... But it, you know they used "Baby, Baby, Where Did I Love Go" in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Can you look that up? What's that song? That Soft Cell's um, big hit. Uh, uh, hey Macarena, no Soft <laughs> Cell. Hey Baby, Baby. Mm. Oh, this is good. Oh, is it Babe? No. Tainted Love. Duh. Tainted Love. Gosh, we're so dumb. Yeah. Um, I think, and yeah, I think uh, I heard that this weekend. We had serious satellite in our car so we can listen to a lot of that stuff yeah awesome so i've got something something from them this is a a five cut mini album they put out in 1983 called soul inside and it's basically got uh like 12 inch remixes of some stuff and some originals Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, we have two selections from this this first one is the title track called soul inside and it starts out something like this Celebration of feelings inside. It's a wild, it's a wild, it's a wild celebration of feelings inside. And it's tearing me, and it's tearing me up 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 and it's t
Wow. That's not what I imagined from soft sell. <laughs> I was imagining after that story you told that maybe that's what that train ride felt like. Well, that's kind of what that's I know. I had a little bit of a flashback there of, <laughs> of trauma. That's kind of what the the, the uh, whistle sounded like <laughs> in my brain. Yeah, and I played a little longer of that clip than I normally would have, but I, I needed to wait till like oh, I don't I don't know the song actually started or something. <laughs> yeah, right. So you at least For had a that, taste of it. For all that yelling was done, music started up. <laughs> so wow, I think that's a good palate cleanser for all that stuff from the yeah. 40s and 50s and 60s we've been listening to over the past several yeah. episodes. Wow. Gets nice. us a little more fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we've cleared the palate, we can get to maybe something a little more musical. Um, apparently, they did their own cover of a Bond theme, which I... If it was in the movie, they maybe they use it for the credit sequence or something, but I definitely think somebody else sang this for the regular opener for this movie. This was um, You Only Live Twice. And here's uh, Soft Cell's version of that. Interesting. Yeah, pretty smooth. Maybe that's how you felt on the plane ride back. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's such a great plane ride. Um, yeah, that it turns out that is a cover. Uh, the movie was 1967. It's the fifth uh, Bond movie. Um, interestingly enough, it, that that song has been covered a lot. Uh, Bjork did a cover of it. Oh, I got to look that one up. I'm yeah. always into a Bond theme. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, uh, wow, that was really good. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel I feel cleansed. Yeah, I think we've uh, done a good wiping there. So from here we can go a anywhere. Good, a good wiping. A good yes. wipe, it's always good to have a good wiping. <laughs> that's right. It is. Well, that's uh that's excellent. Um yeah, like I said we we listened to some uh, some oldie oldie timey stuff that was uh we felt like just happened last year as we drove along in our little Chevrolet Malibu mm-hmm. um, down the silver Chevrolet with a little shark fin on it. <laughs> so we looked uh, 
we looked really just like the country folk. We pulled into that place and we're like pickup trucks and our little silver Malibu with uh, the shark fin. So yeah, that was great. Uh, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I feel I do feel refreshed. I still feel out of sorts, but um, you know, nothing. Okay, I, well, uh, we're gonna need to get you to bed uh, fairly early. Yeah, into your real bed. So uh, why don't you tell folks um, where they can write us, how they can contact us, find our show notes, stuff like that. I will. First of all, I didn't know I had turned down service on the uh, podcast. That's that's new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting. Hope there's a mint on my pillow. Yeah, but I don't recommend you eat it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good place to end. Um, show notes for this wonderful podcast can be found at upandovercast.com or you can go over to Facebook and uh, look us up on Facebook, uh, Open Overcast over there. And uh, if you would like to put a competing bid in for the editing of this podcast... Uh, or the producing of this podcast, or performing on this podcast, or um, even just eliminating this podcast altogether. We're taking we're taking all bids. Uh, you can email us over at podcast at upandovercast dot com. Yes, indeed. Thanks mm-hmm. very much. So, Will, uh, you've mm-hmm. been up in the mountains recently. I have. You've been in the mountains in the past, probably. You've been in planes, trains, automobiles. Mm. But what is the highest you've ever been? Well, I'm I'm just high on life, baby. High on le- No, 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 wait. This is weed. Uh when are we when are we starting the podcast again? And I think we should wrap this thing up with uh another clip from Soft Cell. This is the end of that 12-inch single. Okay. Struck something.